0: Welcome to Some Guys Art House Movie Guide. I am Chris. And I'm Anton. And today, we're going to talk about Little Joe. Mm-hmm. So, Little Joe is the 2019 film by Jessica Hausner. It is a science fiction-esque horror drama. What What would you call it, Anton? Uh... Colorful slog. Colorful slog. It's the 2019 colorful slog by Jessica Hosner. Uh, So this movie I saw a year ago and then kind of forgot about. I'm a fan of her other movie that I like. Um, Amour Fuh. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I'm not French.
1: Oh, she's French?
0: <laughs> no, she's Austrian.
1: <laughs> oh, right, right. Is Jessica uh, an Austrian name? I don't know.
0: Maybe. I mean, I, I, feel I like
1: guess anybody can do whatever they want with names.
0: Yeah. You can... I mean, is Jessica an American name? That's the question you should
1: be asking. Is any name an American name? Maybe like Butch?
0: That's true. Butch Crawford. <laughs> Cliff. Uh, hold on. This echo is kind of annoying me. I'm just going to... I don't even need the headphones, really. That seems Do to it.
1: make it go away.
0: Maybe the headphones were just loud and it was echoing back into the mic and reverberating. It could be. Well, I think it's fine. Um, It's not like... I'm doing, like, it's not like I'm mixing. That's true. <laughs> like live mixing the podcast.
1: Yeah, I wonder if I even need the headphones.
0: I mean, I see the levels. They're right here. They're going. I didn't, I've never once adjusted during the podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good point.
0: Uh, but, I mean, I can actually hear myself talk now without them. Actually, it makes me feel like I can sound, like, rever- you know, pitch, like, really vocalize without like offending my own ears huh now now i'm gonna try this out so you took off are you now headphones free yeah i mean you're looking at me do i have headphones on (laughs) Uh, well i have the microphone in the way sometimes i can't see your face (laughs) anyways little joe um let's start with your first impression what was your like I just got out of this movie and I'm watching. I'm just sitting at the screen. Right, it was your like, initial take, initial hot take?
1: Uh, I, th- I thought it was a really colorful, and mm-hmm. the characters very were very distinct, um, almost like caricatures, uh, in a way. They're like cartoony, mm-hmm. just like each of them had a very distinct style even though it was subtle. Um, right. And then I, it's, it was just kind of like a slow burn of a, of a film.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm, um,
1: after watching
0: it a second time, I actually, I don't even know if I overall like this movie. I don't even, I'm just going to start with that. Hmm. Uh, I, but I think it's important to talk about movies you might not necessarily like. So Mm -hmm. like, uh, I'll start with that. Is my first takeaway. It's not my favorite film of hers. Um, I mean, I've only seen two, but it's also like I was kind of like, hmm, a lot more could have been done with it if I was going from a story aspect. But I can talk about that later. Um, well, do you want to do you want to describe us your experience watching the movie?
1: Yeah, I'm really interested in hearing what your your take is on this because i have a lot of thoughts um and mm-hmm. I, I can i can walk us through with i have the... a lot
0: of disorganized thoughts that don't really mean anything but i kind of that's a thing i wanted to talk about okay so why don't you go into it give us your <laughs> anton's recap
1: all right anton's recap red-haired lady her name mm-hmm. is alice alice yes yeah uh she is the main character and she is a plant breeder at Plant House Biotechnologies, mm-hmm. which it sounds like they're trying to make new flowers for a big flower show that's coming up. Correct. And uh, she is making this plant named Little Joe, which I assume she named after her son, whose name is Joe. Mm-hmm. And Little Joe is this red flower that really pops on. At least my TV screen, that red color really, like, came through super vibrant. Yeah, it's very... I think they really played up the UV light
0: aspect of it, which I think Mm. was kind of good. And, like, yeah, they made a very red, very purple.
1: Her hair is red, too. I didn't really connect that until just now. I think
0: there's a lot of interesting color palettes. Yes. Which... Not all movies do very well, but I feel like this movie does very well. Like it's
1: yeah. very it's pleasing to look at. Um, yeah, most scenes are taking place inside this greenhouse, so there's lots of glass. Mm-hmm. Which, partway through the movie, I was thinking that must have been a nightmare to film because not once did I see a reflection of yeah, the crew in yeah. the glass. So I don't know how they accomplished <laughs> Just that. The guy That's I a whole fe- The camera waving. <laughs> Well like there's there's uh, there's so many reflections in the yeah. glass cuz it there's always these night shots and you never see the camera crew in any reflections. Yeah. So I think it's just kudos. It. well especially if you
0: have an entire set that is glass, I'm pretty sure that's like, "All right, we got to really be careful, guys." <laughs> yeah. Like it's more so than like like I've like filmed stuff and I like totally caught my reflection in like a window or like Places I wouldn't even, like, you know, picture frames, like, that just have glass. And, like, it's just so small within the frame that you don't think it would ever pop up. But then when you go to edit, you're like, oh, well, there's me. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like a huge movie production where the majority of the set is glass, it would probably be a priority to not
1: have that. Yeah. I mean, they, they're professionals. They figure it yeah. out, I guess. And they did a good job because I didn't see them. But... <laughs> Most of the shots of the movie, everybody's wearing lab coats, and they're in their labs. Alice makes this Little Joe plant, and mm-hmm. the idea of the plant is they they genetically engineered it such that when you smell it, it's supposed to make you happy. Mm-hmm. But one of the big like points of the movie is they also genetically engineered it to be sterile, and they talk about the reasons why, and I think this, in a lot of ways, is, is standard practice for, for this kind of thing, and... There's two reasons why they make it sterile. Mm-hmm. Do you remember them? No. no. Okay, go for it. Do you? Re- uh, I do. Um, okay. re- reason number one was... <laughs> and I watched this movie last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, honestly, same. Um, so reason number one was that it's it's a genetic engineering company. They don't want to like make the flower and then have other people reproduce it on their own. So if they make it sterile... They can control the the flower itself, and it's it makes it more profitable for them. So that's one. Benefit. Oh, I see.
0: So like they like someone can't grow it after they take it home and grow a duplicate kind of thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: And that's big in the in the the planting space, from what I understand. Like companies. Yeah, I like don't Monsanto know much of stuff, it, but I would.
0: Yeah, it's probably a whole world of things I would never understand.
1: Yeah, like I've heard that the, these big farm companies will sell seeds for sterile Mm -hmm. plants and you can grow the crop once and make the money, but you can't, there's no way for you to reproduce it. So that's one benefit. The second benefit is uh, you don't want to genetically create a species that's going to dominate if it makes it out into the wild, Mm -hmm. because then maybe uh, you kill all the other plants and ruin the ecosystem.
0: But this does
1: it in other ways, I guess we could talk about later. But yeah, you can keep going. And so, the sterility is a really important piece of this because there's this one kind of kooky lady that works there. I forget her name, like Boris or something. Um, yeah, Beatrice Bella, 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 yeah, not Boris. Um, so Bella's got a dog, she's an older Mm. woman that works there, and she comes off kind of, yeah. Yeah, she's, she's
0: been there. She was known as like one of their best.
1: Yeah, but she, she doesn't really click well with the other co-workers and it co- kind of mm-hmm. comes off kooky. Um, and she says about this, I forget if it's her or if it's somebody else that says, is the sterility a good idea? Because nature, it's it's going to want to find a way to overcome that because that's the whole point of living is to reproduce yourself. Right. So the, there's this concern that if you it's unethical to the plant, I guess, to make it sterile, and that it's always going to try a way to not make itself sterile. Uh, and there's another big plot point is they try to genetically engineer these plants to not be allergens, to, to not have pollen that causes allergies. So mm-hmm. one of the points of the movie is that they're undergoing testing to confirm that there's no allergens in the plant. Yeah. And as a result, people are wearing masks throughout the movie so that they don't, uh, until the testing is complete on the allergens.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, Alice, there's a, a bunch of like relationships in the movie. Alice has a son named Joe, as mentioned earlier, Joe is, a uh, maybe just before teenage or teenage boy. Mm-hmm. um she has a coworker named mark chris chris yep chris <laughs> that guy I forget. Shaw. Yeah. did you recognize chris
0: after i vaguely tried to remind you of what actor he was
1: yeah because you last last time we did the podcast you said he's q from the james bond movies the more recent yeah. ones and honest i feel like if you hadn't told me i'd be like i recognize that guy but i don't know where Yeah, um, he's he's in movies that's all he yeah. do, you know. <laughs> but he has a very distinct look. Honestly, everybody yeah. kind of did in this movie, mm-hmm. and they really play it up. Like each person has a very like cartoonish, individualized look. Yeah, like the kid looks
0: like your stereotypical kid. <laughs> like I don't know, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. you would think looking at him, there's nothing like that sticks out about him. But I think in the, in doing that, that's what sticks out about him. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, Chris looks like, yeah, Bella, like her boss. Even I don't know why her boss kind of looks like that. <laughs>
1: but, yeah, he's, he he kind of uh, got it really. He's got really big blue eyes and red hair himself. And yeah, um, yeah, there's some interesting going on with
0: set design, color, casting, lots, yeah. of, lots of lots of movement.
1: So uh everybody's working on this plant. There's some hostility about uh Alice. she's a workaholic mm-hmm. though despite them people saying she's a workaholic, I feel like she, compared to other people, she's not usually in the office all that late um, at yeah, least I on feel film.
0: Like I, they, yeah they never really show her. Yeah. But they imply, like, the weekends she's been working because she was supposed to do things with her son. And then she's, like, getting ready for the plant plant fest 2019.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so she's they, – they keep saying she's a workaholic. They don't ever show it. Um, yeah. I mean, they do div- show her at work. <laughs> yeah, they show her at work most of the time. So she's divorced – Her ex-husband's name is Ivan. They have the son, Joe, together. Chris, her co-worker, is attracted to her and wants to be with her. Her son, Joe, likes Chris a lot. It seems like it should make sense for her to be with Chris. And interestingly, Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of parallels here, weirdly, with Ariel, because it was like a red-haired lady um, who had a son already, and a guy, Ariel, comes along and... Would be a good father for the kid, but oh, contrary yeah. to Ariel, Alice doesn't want anything to do with Chris, um, mm-hmm. and like in the movie, they'll go out for drinks, and he'll try to give her a kiss, and she'll at the last minute lean out of the kiss, and just like doesn't want anything to to do with him, doesn't give any reasons why. Maybe she's just not interested in him. Maybe she wants to keep uh be professional because they're coworkers. Um did they explain that at all? I mean no. people don't like people. I don't you don't need Alice doesn't need to like Chris, but um right. I I don't know. They just kind of say, yeah, it's just her
0: coworker. I don't think Yeah.
1: yeah. And he I don't know, can't take a hint. Mm-hmm. Um like he'll tell her most, multiple times, I'm in love with you to his coworker. And try to kiss her when they go out and stuff. And it's like, right. at some point, maybe just like, stop doing that.
0: <laughs> but I feel like it depends at where you are in the movie, where you're reading on that as what's important about that. Is it him doing that? Or is there an ulterior motive on behalf of the plant?
1: Yeah, Interesting. So that's an interesting
0: call. I mean that's I forget. gonna be a big part of the movie is the plant is how the plant is really protecting itself, as mm-hmm. you discussed. Um, which you kind of see throughout like you're seeing things happen in the movie that can happen on the surface of everyday life, but then when you're taking into consideration what a plant might be doing to protect itself that Mm -hmm. if it can't do it because it's sterile, it's going to do it in other ways by the pollen and, uh, protecting itself in that sense. Right. So it makes you think kind of throughout the movie, like, Oh, is this character doing this because he's genuinely doing this? Or is it because, uh, this is a sci-fi movie and this is what the plant is kind of controlling them to do. So it's to, um, kind of doing
1: it on protecting the plant's life right and you're alluding to this big part of the plot which is that it seems that the plant when it releases pollen is kind of turning people into zombies in a way Mm -hmm. if they breathe in the pollen that um the the hypothesis is that when the When you're turned into a zombie, you'll do anything you can to spread Joe and take care of Joe, the plant. Yeah. Little Joe, the plant. And this hypothesis, I think, is is flown by uh, Bella because her dog is in with the plant and it breathes it in. And the dog gets aggressive. And when Chris goes in to Mm -hmm. check on the dog in the plant room... The dog jumps up and knocks Chris's mask off, so he breathes in the pollen, right. too. And so the first two people infected by the plant, I believe, are Chris and the dog.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the dog starts acting really weird, which also kudos. I don't know how they shot the scenes where the dog is not reacting. That's got to yeah, be so hard to that's, do.
0: There was some good dog acting on behalf of that dog.
1: Yeah, Or incredible. even just
0: like, yeah, the one, even where the dog isn't really doing anything but it's supposed to not be doing anything
1: you know what i mean that seems so hard to do it
0: it's not like portraying aggression or portraying being nice it's just they're making the dog not doing anything in such a way that you're like wow how are they doing that
1: (laughs) yeah what's interesting is um in similar to benny's video uh All the violence happens off scene, out of scene, out of frame, in -hmm. this movie. So when the dog hits him, you don't really see it clearly. You just see his mask come off. Um, And later on, there isn't that much violence. I mean, there's there's not a lot of violence. One thing at the end. (laughs) There's a lot of very scary music that's played Mm -hmm. throughout this movie. Tense music.
0: Yeah, I got some opinions on that, but I
1: don't
0: know. Yeah, I'm just like, like. it's almost a little too much for what's actually being portrayed on screen.
1: Yeah. But it's a very slow I, mo- paced movie.
0: I get the tone they're going for though. Pretty obviously.
1: But. Yeah. Um, so Bella has this hypothesis that she shares that the plant is infecting people and turning, changing them. Or maybe Alice, somebody comes up with this hypothesis Alice is also going to a psychiatrist that she talks to who Mm -hmm. I, at first I thought that was her mother, but it's her psychiatrist. Um, And it, I feel like a lot of the stuff in this movie, unfortunately is, is said, not shown. Mm -hmm. So like throughout the movie, more and more people breathe in the pollen at one point. You think Bella breathes it in, but she climbs out a window apparently and is okay and pretends to have been infected by the pollen to try to infiltrate the other zombie people. And they end up pushing her off of a, a stairwell or if she, yeah, she trips or something. Yeah, she to a very tragic end. I, I did, did that get shown or did you, are you just seeing the aftermath? You just kind of see the aftermath, right? That's what I thought, the yeah. of the fall. Because she kind of... Uh, has an episode in the kitchen area or the dining area where she says I was faking it and I'm not actually a zombie and you were all just trying to make little Joe live on. (laughs) Um, And throughout the movie eventually. So Alice is like effectively the last person to ever breathe in little Joe. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she starts to really believe that originally, at first, she doesn't want to believe it, but then she starts work- looking at some test cases of Little Joe being used. And she, this little girl says that she felt like she was the same but different and, like, watching her life from the outside or something. And uh, Alice's son, Joe, they gets a Little Joe plant at home, and he gets infected, and he brings home a girl named... Shelley or something. I thought it was, was it Brittany. I don't. Remember. I don't. It definitely wasn't Britney. the cast list.
0: No, Brittany was a different character. Eleanor. No. No, Eleanor is old.
1: I don't know. Yeah, it's not. She, she's
0: not. On, she's not on the cast list.
1: So. Joe's girlfriend or friend that's a girl uh, starts hanging out with him and she must've been breathed in the plant uh, as well. And as the movie goes on, Alice um, starts to become more and more convinced that what actually happened is Joe is doing this and infecting people. Um, And it starts to honor. Unearth- she, at one point she goes to the psychiatrist and the psychiatrist says to her, it's, you're probably imagining this and cause her son Joe says he, he wants to go live with his dad and she, the psychiatrist says maybe this is guilt that you feel about the fact that you actually don't want your son and you want to be a full-time plant breeder and not have to take care of him and you feel guilty about it. So you're trying to hang on to him stronger than you should be. And, uh, eventually Alice breathes in little Joe as well. And then everything that was kind of like at conflict with her, she kind of acquiesces to like she makes out with Chris at work. (laughs) She lets her son Joe go stay with his dad. And there's one last spot where she's at her psychiatrist and sounds like everything in her life is good. And she's happy now. Yeah. She's
0: happy living with the new little Joe
1: yeah uh little joe the plant wins at the plant contest and the last scene you see is the psychiatrist's assistant like um well not the very last scene but you see that she dropped a yeah. little joe off at the psychiatrist and then she goes home to her little joe and smiles or something like that and that's yeah the end of the movie mm-hmm. so that's what happened yeah
0: what was going through your head what were your a ideas lot of stuff
1: lots of lots of stuff what were some
0: ones that jumped out at you
1: the first thing that jumped out at me is this ted video i saw a while ago you know ted the i've heard of them the (laughs) like unnecessarily like i don't know overproduced people keynote presentations (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) Well, there was one that I saw where a guy was talking about memes Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and how memes are ideas that are viral and they spread and they're like effectively like a living thing in a way. And they mutate and change and et cetera, et cetera. And this guy used, he talked about this, um, it's a bacteria or a virus or a parasite of some kind called a lancet fluke. The lancet fluke is a parasite that will infect the brain of an ant and it will cause the ant to try to walk up a blade of grass. It will just make the ant super compelled to to walk to the top of a blade of grass and just hang out there. And the reason it does that is because the lancet fluke needs to get into the stomach of a cow. So the cow will eat the grass and it'll eat the ant that the lancet fluke has taken over and then the lancet fluke will uh, reproduce in the cow's gut or something and lay its eggs in the the cow's excrement, and then the ants eat that, and that's the life cycle of the lancet fluke, which is insane. Our existence is nuts. (laughs) It is. So this already happens in nature, and that's what came to mind when I watched this movie is Little Joe is a very advanced, by accident, mm-hmm. uh, sim- parasitic creature that preys on humans and uses them to reproduce itself because it it effectively has a way of reproducing itself. It uses humans to do it. Yeah. And it just, that that kicked off this idea that like kind of everything is like that. Like mm-hmm. every human is a parasite trying to find another human to be able to reproduce with right, and this happiness is the thing that drives us to do that like if yeah. if if I want to like have kids with somebody, ideally, I should make them happy so that they want to hang out right. with me and then or whatever but,
0: but then your happiness to that brings you happy, and then they grow, and in order for them to be happy, it would make you unhappy. Ah. So, the cycle, I mean, wouldn't it have to replace itself with a new happiness? Which is, I guess, the point of the plant?
1: What do you mean it has to replace itself with a new happiness?
0: Well, at the end of the movie, she gives up. I mean, she's pretty okay with Joe going to live with her father. And it's really only because it after she inhaled the plant,
1: she's yeah. in
0: service to the plant now
1: she's <laughs> in service to the plant, but I also wonder a bit about this is like did the plant unlock things that she was putting barriers up to that would right. have made her happy
0: yeah the the uh, a lot of the movie you're wondering that because it's kind of like is he just getting older, or is it the plant?
1: Is who getting older, the kid? Like, yeah.
0: is, is is that a natural part of change? Is that a natural change, or is this influenced by the plant? Or does it even matter?
1: Yeah. So, what do you think about her actually kissing Chris when the both of them are zombies at the end? What is that supposed to stand for or mean? Well, it's the happier choice. Is to just give in and say I'm gonna like you back. Yeah. Like, did she actually like him all along and was just like, I know I need to, I don't want to do this because of, like, logical reasons? Or is it I that? I think so.
0: I don't, th- like, why would she like him? Like, I don't. <laughs> why would or wouldn't she? Why would, like, they didn't, there's nothing in the movie, like, why would it imply that she would, like, they would, ha- I mean, even in terms of, like, the movie world, like, why would they need to get together in the end? <laughs> I feel like yeah. it's the thing is it's not supposed to be her choice or her control. But what is a that... lot of the movies about like your creation and your control over your creation. hmm you, you she always control. wore
1: red gloves? Do you think that had any meaning? That's I, interesting. I like to read into stuff. This is definitely a movie where you can read into kind
0: of the color of things. Okay. But I don't know where would you where would you associate that idea with too? The red gloves? Yeah, the plant blood. Yeah, I don't or what well, well, like just her... things like red typically can mean like life. I don't know if it means I thought it meant like violence and
1: it depends on the culture. or love. Yeah. Maybe in Austria it means something. Yeah. Well, it takes place in the UK. Maybe in the UK it means something. (laughs) Uh, But yeah,
0: I don't know. Do you think. Do you think the events would have ended up differently if she hadn't snuck Little Joe home?
1: Um. Yeah, it's I mean, a very if you change uh, anything you get in it's a very Frankenstein's monster movie uh, it's weird though because like you come in you only like in Frankenstein at least everything I've seen of it it's like you get to watch the the monster be made in this case the monster monsters already existing and throughout the movie they they tell instead of show you what they did to make the plant and at one point it's revealed that she used a virus to mm-hmm. splice in with the plant that she wasn't supposed to be using. yeah. And she told her director who she thought was going to be mad at her but it se- seemed like he clearly was already under the influence of the plant. And he's like, oh no, it's no big deal. We're probably going to use those viruses anyway. So <laughs> just keep it between you and me.
0: Hmm. Well, what do you think a plant that's supposed to admit? happiness like what what would make what is the definition of happiness in this movie for any of these characters
1: I don't Chris know, giving, wants giving to be in.
0: with yeah Chris wants to be with Alice Ben I mean uh, the kid wants to be with his dad and Alice wants Joe but I don't know if, if happiness can't be a total equational
1: thing. Like it can't be an equal thing for everybody. That seems like it's an important thing to you. Is that, that's a big thing you took out of this movie is that there's some kind of like zero sum game to happiness. Yeah. And
0: then, uh, But I guess it doesn't really matter because really, the only thing that is the plant is trying to make happy is itself.
1: Why is it survival? Why is the zero-sum game to happiness important? Like I, I, that didn't jump out to me as a. If the
0: whole goal was to produce a plant that produces happiness, and if everyone, and if the plant's goal is to spread itself and itself the only way it can since it's sterile then its ultimate mission would be to make everyone under its control of its pollen and be happy but not everyone can be happy why well because usually happiness involves things that like one person's happiness is at the expense of another like losing a child like you can do the hard decision to make her son happy, is doing something that makes her unhappy. Hmm. Hmm. How much control do you have over your creation? She
1: created the kid, she created the plant. Okay. That I could see as like a potential takeaway. Yeah. And she does seem to really want control, maybe? Yeah.
0: See, it doesn't really... I, you, that was one of... I mean, it's not an issue with this movie. It's just the one thing I kind of walked away with going... I didn't really get a clear answer on anything, but I liked the
1: ideas that left in my head. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it makes me think a lot about the movie. Like, I... It sort of
0: infected my brain.
1: You're making so much noise. <laughs> it Yeah, well, it that's what it made me think, is, like, everything is effectively infecting something to get what you want. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you hang out with people that make you feel happy, I would think. Maybe you hang out with people that make you feel terrible and you're addicted <laughs> to that or something. But you're a happiness, <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's funny you bring up like the whole happiness thing because I was thinking about that when I was running the other day that I just wanted to drop in there that I go for runs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a healthy person. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Everything is just like happiness is something that's interesting to me because I I think a lot about artificial intelligence and robotics Mm -hmm. and a lot of our motivations are to make us feel better. But how would you, how do you synthesize feel better into a program? Like, why do you even need that feeling? Is Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Because if you're going to make a program, you just tell it what to do and it does what it does. This idea of like consciousness and consciousness that is trying to maintain some level of happiness, whatever happiness is. Well, maybe it just
0: means emotions are just transactional and they have short lifespans. And you're constantly trading away and getting... Like giving away and taking, giving taking yeah. away different emotions and feelings. And
1: what did they say that? Uh, here's another interesting thing from the, the the early in the movie. They said that the plant scent is supposed to release oxytocin. What's oxytocin? Uh, they just they said it's the chemical that's that's released when you feel like when you get hugged or whatever. It's like uh, the okay. the chemical that makes a baby love its mother or something right and it's interesting Oh, go ahead i was just gonna say if if the idea of little joe is that you smell that and you feel that she kind of replaced herself the feeling you get from a mother's love for her Mm -hmm. son with this plant so that he doesn't need her anymore yeah i don't know if that's supposed to be because she
0: couldn't come she she wouldn't have been able so maybe she created the plant subconsciously because she knew she cannot uh, take on the day where she has to let go of her son and to change that chemical in her brain to the same feeling she needed to create a plant
1: (laughs) yeah I mean maybe she is trying to fill some void or something
0: I mean why did Frankenstein make his Frankenstein's monster
1: I don't know, I something to do.
0: Yeah, I don't remember the story. But, I like, he, evil yeah. creator horror movies usually have a kind of uh, weird, you know, it's always the, and I'm saying it's always the base off of nothing, I'm just assuming things. But it's usually, like, the mad scientist creating something, um, you know, for some stupid person, well, not stupid, but, like, you know, a personal, like, oh, my wife was taken away from me 20 years ago. (laughs) Or, you know, there's usually an emotional reasoning for like the mad
1: scientist horror movie plot. So Uh, I'd like to talk a bit about that because that is absolutely just this major trope that just happens over and over again that you have somebody who's smart in a mm -hmm. story. They think they are going to make things better and they want to introduce a change, but Mm -hmm. that change has consequences yeah, and it's very anti-innovation, and it happens so often in storytelling, especially. But sci-fi. that's
0: what—that's ha- every story, though. That's what stories are. It's like uh, you do something, and you were not expecting happens, and then you see the yeah. negative consequences, and then you have to overcome that to grow as a person.
1: That's like the that's a story arc. That's interesting for sure. I like the stories where it's just, like, there is no, like, arc, and it's just these events happened, and and then it's over. All right. <laughs> no growth, no change.
0: Well, do you think people really change through, like, life-changing events? I mean, I guess I preface it with life-changing. So, yeah, but like, I, I mean... I think that's a tautology. Like... Big Like, once-in-a-lifetime events, do you think those really change a person, like, near-death experience?
1: I think, yeah, absolutely. Like, people say when they have kids, it completely changes their lives. And
0: Right, but it's also they have to, because, like, you know, if that kid dies, you go to jail. <laughs> oh, they have to have it be life-changing? <laughs> well, it's like, the you don't have a choice. Like, I mean... I guess you set up for adoption. That's true, but there's certain societal kind of pressures that usually you just, you know, have the kid. But like, even if you want the kid, but it's like it has like you can't just keep, you can't have a kid and keep going on the same life you have anyways. So that's just it's more of just a decision than a life changing
1: event. I think that happens a lot more than you'd think. (laughs) you're probably right and i should know that like i like i don't know i feel like around here i don't know you see a lot of people like people do want to have it all they don't and and same with alice she wanted to have her career and she wanted her son joe and she very you i guess i get what you're saying with you can't have both mm-hmm so in, in a way her son made the decision for her and said i'm gonna go stay with my dad and it is better f- for you because you can just focus on one of your loves instead of yeah. trying to juggle both well why does it have to be zero sum why can't you and i think that's the, the question for today with profession when you're when you have a family where everybody's professional and they're all working um is that bad do you need to make a choice between your son and your job? Can't you have both? No,
0: you can have both. I I mean, there's definitely, like, with anything you take on, there has to be some sort of, you know, something you give up. Like, you can have a kid, but, like, you're not, like, going out and partying on a Tuesday.
1: Yeah. I but watch maybe a you lot are. Of... I don't know. <laughs> You could be. Yeah. I watched a lot of dumb motivational YouTube videos, and one of them was talking about uh, Warren Buffett's rule. I don't know if it's actually Warren Buffett's rule; it's just some dumb video said it. But yeah. Warren Buffett says you're supposed to write down 25 things you want to do with your life, and you you rank them, mm-hmm. and then you cross off the bottom 20, and you just say, "I'm never going to get to these," and you, and have, to you okay have to be okay
0: with it. it. Five.
1: Yeah, because the the reality is you you're right. If you pick one thing, you live a, a linear life. You can't parallelize things. Mm-hmm. You can only do one thing at a time. So you you are sacrificing constantly something else. Yeah. Hmm. Well,
0: like I could be we... tap
1: dancing right now. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm making this podcast. Hopefully That's it's in the true. top well, five was, on my yeah. list.
0: <laughs> Mine it's number seventeen for me. It's just the <laughs> <laughs> top sixteen. Were really Bad hard at prioritizing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, should we? Should we? Should we rank it? Should we score it? What do we got? Um, All right, what do well, what I... we? Did you gain anything from this movie? Did you find a new? Uh,
1: well, what I'll am look. I supposed to get out of it? What's what's the Did you, interpretation?
0: That's the that's the thing I had a hard time kind of describing. But like, that's your job. Oh, for that's this right. Podcast. No, I think the movie is about uh creation and control and how you can never really have control over your own creation. She doesn't have control over her son, she doesn't have control over the plant. And that's just the I mean, think of it as even um uh what was it? Bella, the older science lab lady. She is kind of in a way the mother of the whole process itself. And through the whole movie she's battling against she's doing the same thing in a way, Alice. Like it's just a different ah. scale. But then she ultimately and- loses the control like over her own
1: industry as being like the mother of that plant. So, I think that would have been more clear if she, maybe she was the boss. Yeah. If Bella was the boss. But I see what you're saying. Like, she constantly fought against it mm-hmm. and died. But then Alice eventually gives in and is happy. She yeah. lets her son go. She gives in to Chris. She loses and...
0: control. Yep. Of her creation? Yes.
1: Very lit. And not only just of her creation, of herself. She becomes a zombie.
0: Right. So creation control. What do you think?
1: I'll buy it. All right. <laughs> it's Better than what you recommended said happened last time.
0: What did I say for Pat, I liked what I said for Patterson. I was you like said that.
1: It, you said the theme of the movie was make a backup. Oh yeah. Wait. I didn't say that. Did I? That was a, that was the takeaway for me. It was hey, there's
0: twins in the movie, so I, make a backup. That's my, the point I, of the movie. Well, if I could go back and rephrase, that, I would say that
1: movie's just about um just existing that i would <laughs> agree with it's just like take it in you just and exist whatever. and create
0: <laughs> all right so do i get a point for this one you don't have to give me a, uh, yeah a i'll give you i'll give you a point for this board. one
1: i and i i got i got i think the the big thing is did i get more out of talking to you than i would have if i'd
0: Right. Hadn't. Do you think did you gain anything from this discussion from that it was different than your initial reaction to the movie?
1: Yes, absolutely. The okay. control stuff I wouldn't have thought about too much, the creation aspect of it, I wouldn't have thought about the um happiness being zero sum wouldn't have thought about. Yeah.
0: Okay. Cool. Um I forget how many we've done, so I don't know what this. I mean, I guess it's. I got we can one.
1: recap. So <laughs> Benny's video, you got a point. Are we
0: are we going against the video game guide too?
1: The video game guide. I mean, you have a, a pretty commanding lead. I don't think I'm gonna catch up there. That's not true. I've like it's been pretty split. So, in the video game guide, we are on six episodes, and so far you've liked two of the games. Have I? I've liked more than that, haven't I? You liked Minecraft, you liked Fez, and I guess Mario Galaxy, you said... Alright. Yeah. But that's that's okay. It's, a, it's a, They don't even need to be compared well, against each other.
0: Also, it's just... It's also like... It's, it, I don't know. Mine's a little easier. <laughs>
1: yeah like i'm just picking movies is it you have to make a plausible case for something that i wouldn't have thought of but video games and movies are completely different experiences yeah because video games are much more involved it's true they are interactive one
0: like video games i can i have to take accounting for my own um skills and ability (laughs) you don't need that to watch a movie I mean, I guess you have to have some sort of, like, you just need a little brain to at least process some,
1: but you don't need much. Well, we haven't even gotten. Uh, I'll save that for the video game show.
0: All right. Well, let's get to next week's movie. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm torn. Uh, I right before the podcast, I pitched: should we go see a movie in person? Should we not? Yeah. I, you're. Can I disclose
1: your vaccination status? Um. Yes, I am against vaccine. <laughs>
0: well, I'm only half vaxxed. So, I don't know. Is this a suicide mission for me?
1: <laughs> uh, I don't. Th- yeah, I don't know. Well, well, we don't have to see. I, uh, we have two weeks to see this. You might yeah. be vaccinated by then.
0: No. Well,
1: it's hasn't even been a
0: week since but anyways. Oh, okay. I don't know. Another thing too is our schedule, so we'd actually have to find time and go like to the theater.
1: Yep. And do this. Do you think we could do that in 2 weeks? I think so. We could even maybe try to do it the night before we record the podcast.
0: Okay. Do you is this do you want to just in celebration of the theater's reopening or do you not want to
1: yet I absolutely want to i've i've right. been wanting to get back I guess to guess we'll the do it theaters
0: we're gonna this will be my first movie theater experience in over a year same crazy all right well, this movie is out in theaters <laughs> it's an Iranian movie oh it's uh it's it was filmed in secret.
1: Oh like the people didn't even know they were yeah. on camera? No,
0: no, the people knew they were on camera, but like they had oh. to uh they had to film it without people noticing and then also leave the country after. Because it's oh. like they don't the, I, the Iranian government doesn't want you doing that. <laughs> Cuz they hate movies. They only love um. Uh, I was gonna have a really good joke, but then I don't. <laughs> they, they only watch, um, slapstick, slapstick comedies, <laughs> and this is more of um, uh, quick wit, witted comedy.
1: Oh, I could see them <laughs> hating that.
0: Uh, no, this is not a comedy at all. Uh, great. Uh, I mean. Is there any more information that you're going to get it?
1: No, but... Um, <laughs> it's at I Film Forum.
0: That's the movie at theater. Film
1: Forum. I assume it, it came out recently. You could Google
0: it right now and cheat, but... Uh, it came out recently, I think
1: just last week. Is it Black Widow starring Scarlett Johansson? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um... Do you want another guess? Uh,
1: well, I'm going to go look at Film Forum, and it I'm going to guess. what the, the
0: Golden Bear at the 70th Berlin International Film Festival. Is
1: that going to give it away? What? The uh, award? Huh. It's either got to be of what's out listed here. I feel like it's either going to be there is no evil, or stop filming us. But I feel like it's, there is no evil. That is correct. You
0: got yes. it. <laughs> I'm very laxed with cheating rules here. <laughs> but you gave me a pretty uh, easy one last time. When we got... Or was that the week before? I don't know. But anyways, yes. Yeah, is, uh, there is no evil, which translates the actual translation is uh satan doesn't exist um anyways oh. it's uh it's it's a series of four stories all kind of concerning the death penalty in iran interesting now because it is long it's like two and a half hours they have and food at film for them? I don't know with the whole COVID thing if you, they're doing that. Oh, man. Jeez. Um, but I'm also, like, thinking because this is an in-person thing, things can go wrong. What if it's sold out? What if we, the timing doesn't work? Should Should I give you a backup movie also playing
1: at Film Forum? Um, I mean, we could just buy the tickets in advance. Yeah, you're right. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, it's two and a half hours. Do you want a shorter movie at film form?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's fine. I'd seen a movie would two and a half hours is is fine. All right, we'll do it. Sounds like We're it will be do... a real delight. Um, well,
0: it was either between that or about endlessness. So I that was going to be the happier choice. uh you know there is no evil and about endlessness (laughs) very too optimistic titles (laughs) uh this is gonna be fun uh yeah in person you're yeah uh, fully vaxxed i'm not so i gotta wear a mask
1: but you probably do, I think so. <laughs> I do too, because you can't tell by looking at somebody, yeah, if they're I, fully vaxxed.
0: I don't know how this is gonna work. <laughs> All right, well, next week or next two weeks, there is no evil. Cool.
1: Uh, this will be a nice way to break the uh, break back into movies with a sounds like a real uh, optimistic film <laughs> coming out of. <laughs> spending a year not watching Look, movies there's not a lot of really happy go-lucky art house movies <laughs> it's true it's true they were they're always trying to say something
0: yeah all right we will see you next time bye see ya
1: bye